Hello, hello, hello. I'm Chris Lingle. We're in the storm shelter here at Donkey Fish Studios in Austin, Texas, and you are now in the storm. We've got a great show ahead of us tonight. Going to talk about a lot of things. Going to talk about the, the DGB that's on pause now. Going to talk about how China's pretty much launched a war against us. Going to talk about, of course, inflation, since that seems to be on everybody's mind. And we're, of course, going to talk about Roe v. Wade. Uh, been in the news a lot lately. It's been a big news couple of weeks. Been busy week at the Lingle household. And uh, so let's wade into the storm. Um, DHS tells us all to prepare for the summer of rage. Isn't that nice? Uh, protesting at judges' homes. The president says his role is to encourage peaceful protests outside of the judges' homes. It's against the law, Joe. Come on, man. Fairfax County, Virginia, turned down Yonkin's request for protection. Uh, Steny Hoyer, Dick Durbin, both prominent liberal Democrats, uh, both have raised concerns about the protest at judges' homes. Uh, but those concerns seem to have fallen on deaf ears. Chuck Schumer said it's no big deal. He gets protests at his home two to three times a week. Sure, Chuck, nobody wants to come to your house. Um, where is Merrick Garland, Mr. Attorney General? You, DOJ, do something about this. It's against federal statute to protest at a Supreme Court justice's home. As a matter of fact, I think it's any just any judge's home. Um, it's against statute to protest, peaceful or otherwise, to influence that judge's decision. Uh, just because you don't agree with the politics, Mr. Garland, does not give you license to be derelict in your duties. Stop those protests and investigate the leak, too. Uh, a bill to codify Roe v. Wade failed in the Senate. Uh, they knew it was going to fail. They knew it was going to fail before they bought it to the floor. Uh, but they wasted the time anyway uh, for the symbolism, I suppose. DHS has warned us, again, that the summer of rage may be at hand. Their words, not mine. A summer of rage. DHS is bracing for violence. In a statement issued Wednesday, they said that threats to justices, members of Congress, and others associated with the abortion debate may increase in the weeks leading up to and following the court's decision. Of course, the Supreme Court is expected to hand down um, uh, or overturn the Roe v. Wade decision, uh, the landmark legislation passed back in the 70s. So get ready for the summer of rage. They're warning us this is coming. Cities will be lit on fire again this summer, DHS is just letting us know. I guess that's the best they can do. Uh, I didn't hear any warnings about what would happen to anybody if they got out of hand or, or, or anything else. Just, hey, just get ready. John Q. Public, these protests are coming. The summer of rage is coming. Uh, J6 was an insurrection led by uh, the great MAGA king. And now we have threats to burn down the Supreme Court to the ground. Talk about your insurrections. Uh, cities will burn because liberals are unhappy, once again, because they didn't get their way. So the rest of us are all going to pay with more vandalism and destruction and more violence. Looks like it's time to oil up the old mechanisms and break out the shoulder holster again. Be careful out there, folks. Stay away from these people. Don't engage them. They're radical liberals just like BLM. And look at what a farce that's turned out to be. 
Founder Patrice Cullors bought a $6 million mansion, gave her brother about $850,000 for security services, and her baby daddy about a million dollars for producing live events. Hmm. Oh, sorry. I got a little sidetracked. Look, most Americans support a woman's right to have an abortion. Not all, but most. At least that's my not-so-humble opinion. To be sure. Some Americans don't think any abortion should be allowed at all. And at the other end of the spectrum, there are those that think you should be able to abort right up to term or for some period of time thereafter. Um, uh, Most of us fall in the middle. We want some limits. That's all we want. We all support a woman's right to choose, but abortion cannot be used as a means of birth control. After all, you had choices to consider and make before you got to this point. That's why it's important to choose wisely. Choices have consequences. But most states' abortion rules leave provisions for abortion up to 15 or 16 weeks. I think that's where people consider a fetus viable. I'm not sure whether that's backed up by any science or whether it's a number pulled out of the sky. It may very well be. Mississippi stipulating a 15-week limit uh, was challenged. That's why the Supreme Court took up the case in the first place. That's why they revisited Roe v. Wade, and that's why they are apparently about to overturn the landmark legislation. Uh, They also have stipulations for rape or incest. So, begs the question, where do we draw the line? Should one have a choice to abort a child simply because of ill timing, simply because money is tight? Uh, At six weeks, a baby has a heart. By 12 weeks, a baby feels pain. Does that define viability? Of course not. So what does? That is the billion-dollar question. And maybe there's no real answer because it's not our choice. It's God's. Uh, No matter what your position on this, abortion is the taking of a life. I do support a woman's right to choose. I also support the idea that, again, Choices have consequences. The choice to engage in risky sex without birth control has a consequence. A child, a baby. And once you have a baby inside of you, your choices now impact more people than you. They impact the life that grows inside of you, and they impact the person who created that life with you too. Or is that guy just supposed to stand in the corner until you Make your decision, and if you happen to choose to keep the baby, he should pony up child support. I'm just asking. So, let's move on to the number one worry of every American right now. It ain't Roe v. Wade. It's inflation. Inflation equals a pay cut for most people. Uh, Biden is blaming everyone but himself and his policies, and his supporters certainly do have his back, don't they? Uh, He's blamed the oil producers, he's blamed other corporations, and he blames Putin for all the increases in gas prices. Putin ate my homework, too. The Washington Post even called him out on it. Why does he deflect the blame? He has no solutions in a midterm election year. His solution? Raise taxes on corporations and businesses. Yeah, that's that's a good pill for for the illness. Last year, Biden said inflation was going to be transitory. That's an absolute riot. He's launched a war on fossil fuels, and he wants high fuel costs so he can jam the Green New Deal down all of our throats. Only problem? 
fuel prices are driving this inflation and gas prices are going up like Moderna profits during a pandemic. Your usual tricks aren't going to work. You can raise interest rates until the unwanted farting cows come home. But with gas at $5.50 a gallon and diesel at 7 and going up with no end in sight, inflation is going nowhere. Everything moves on something that consumes fuel, a ship, a train, or a truck. So everything goes up when fuel costs go up. And we can all drive a Tesla or a Volt, but those products will still move on a ship or a train or a truck, or in most cases, all three of them. So prices are not going down anytime soon. And Biden is closing leases in Alaska and the Gulf of Mexico, putting his nose up in the air as he scolds the oil companies for not using them anyway. Hey, Joe, you know, they can't set up a well in two weeks. New drilling takes time. Trump rolled back regulations. Trump was completing construction on the Keystone Pipeline, and you did exactly the opposite. If you think inflation is bad, you just wait till you see hyperinflation. It's coming really soon. Gas is up 100% since Biden took office, and I wrote that about a week and a half ago. So it's probably about 110 or 15 by now. Uh, eggs are up 20% since January. Bacon is $10 a pack. It used to be a pound. Now it's a pack, but it's $10 a pack, and it used to be 8 Baby food is up 13%. Fertilizer is up 61%. And that's why corn is up 38%. Air travel, 33% increase. A used van will cost you 47% more today than it did last year. A house will cost you 16% more. And it's a lot more than that here in Austin, let me tell you. You can talk about Roe all you want to gin up your base, but inflation is what most Americans have placed at the top of their priority list right now. And that's what they're thinking about going into the midterms in November. Biden accuses the oil companies of price gouging and causing all of this. He forgets he printed over $3 trillion to hand out to people to stay home for a whole year when the world should have been open. They broke the whole world in the process too. You walk around and do business or try to get something you need, Biden broke the fucking world. Biden says he's reduced the deficit. He's printed over $3 trillion. When the government prints money, every dollar in circulation is worth less. Every dollar you work for is worth less, and they weren't worth much to start with. Bitcoin down 56%. Coinbase, 77%. In a massive sell-off a week and a half ago, now there's a baby formula shortage to boot. As of April 10th, 31% of the most popular brands were out of stock. By April 24th, over 40% were out of stock. Biden and his cronies seem to be oblivious. Saki said they've known about it for months. Hmm. They didn't lift a finger to do anything about it. Well, let's face it, Jen. If you don't care about killing them, you probably don't care about feeding them either. And right in the middle of the shortage, a plant is shut down due to health concerns as four children got sick and two died after consumption of the formula. A large swath of production was taken out with that plant closing. None of the infections or deaths were traced back to the plant, and no problems were found at the plant. So don't ask me why they picked that plant to close down. The CDC has since cleared the plant, but Abbott will tell you it takes about two weeks to start it back up, and it's going to take another two months after that before that product gets to market. 
So you got about another eight weeks, eight and a half weeks before we may see some relief in this shortage. Of course, Biden has since cranked up the Defense Production Act, so maybe that time will be shortened. We'll see. It's about a day late and a dollar short for that. Um, meanwhile, there are pallets of this stuff sitting down there on the Mexican border to accommodate the 30,000 invaders a day that are going to stream into this country as soon as Title 42 is lifted. If it hadn't been lifted already, I know it was supposed to happen real soon here. In April, 200 and 34,000 invaders encountered our Border Patrol. We'll get into the border a little later in the show. Uh, Biden blames everyone else for his problems, the problems he created with his policies. Uh, maybe it's all us ultra-maga types, or maybe it's the great MAGA king himself. That's usually who you're blaming for your problems, Mr. President. Someone on a newscast said something I thought was on point last week. He said, you got to be a real money, a real idiot, a real moron to give money to Joe Biden right now. Some Democrats are distancing themselves from the president in the, in the midterms or the primaries last week. You, they didn't want him to touch him with a 10-foot pole. The country is so fucked up that they had to leak this story about Roe v. Wade just to gin up the base and deflect attention away from inflation and war. Well, good luck with that. I see Senate seats in November. I see House seats in November. And I see them like I saw them in 1984, which is appropriate now because 1984, we are starting to enter some kind of Orwellian state, it would seem to me. Biden was going to be the guy to reunite America, right? after the bad orange man divided us all so terribly. Uh, America is now finding out what happens when you look at personality over policy. Biden's not fixing anything. Everyone is smarter now. We all have wonderful technology now. Is your life better? No, because the government never fixes problems. This abortion matzo ball has been hanging out there for 50 years. They know Roe v. Wade is shit, and they've done nothing to fix it for 50 years because they keep us arguing about it every two years at election time. That, along with immigration and anything else they can think of to divert our attention away from the money they're taking from us, what they're doing with it, and who it's going to. Uh, um, sorry, I Glitch on my teleprompter. Um, uh, Biden's America is abhorrent. Nothing is built, nothing is back, and nothing is better. 107,000 overdoses last year from fentanyl. Now, let's put that into perspective. In 2018, there were about 65,000 overdoses, and that was from all opioids, polysubstance abuse, anything else you could think of. These are record numbers and they quit giving prescription painkillers to anyone suffering chronic pain about six years ago so it ain't those folks or maybe it is because now they're buying street fentanyl because they can't get what they need uh from their physician um so they're buying street fentanyl so readily available thanks to the wide ass open southern border but that's a topic for another show. Sufferers of chronic pain, how much pain is enough for you? But I digress. Where do the chemicals come from to make fentanyl in Mexico? I'll tell you where they come from. They come from China. 
China is at war with the United States, and I wouldn't even call it a Cold War at this point. They launched COVID on us, and it destroyed the most booming economy this country has ever seen. Now they're aiding and abetting the drug cartels, or let's just call it what it is. They're using them as their agents by increasing the flow of killer fentanyl across the southern border into the United States and into the hands of our children. And all with the consent, apparently, of the Biden administration through their immigration policies. Boy, I sure would love to know what's on Hunter's laptop. China owns Hollywood and apparently the NBA, too. They own Biden, Fauci, The Who, director Tedros, too. But we'll get into that a little later in the show. They own a solid 8,000 movie theaters across the United States with controlling interest in AMC. That's the largest uh, theater company in the country. They control our entertainment. They're going to control a lot more, too, if we're not careful. They produce our technology and rare earth minerals that make all that technology work, for crying out loud. Yes, even Apple, especially Apple. China owns a fair chunk of General Motors through the Shanghai Automotive Industry Corporation with a 6 million square foot facility in Shanghai. The partnership was formed in 1998. Tennyson, a Chinese firm, owns 10% of Spotify. Tennyson also owns 14% of Snapchat. Hilton Hotels has two Chinese members on its board of directors since 2016. That's when HNA Group, a Chinese aviation and shipping company, bought 25% of the company for over $6.5 billion. 2016 was apparently a big year for China. That year, they also bought the appliance division at General Electric, an American company in existence since 1892. Chinese investor Hare bought the division for just over $5.5 billion. China owns nearly 200,000 acres of agricultural land in the United States. They own Smithfield Foods and a fairly large portion of the meat processing industry in this country. In 2017, the United States imported $4.6 billion in agricultural goods from China. China is also responsible for much of the global supply of soy and pea proteins, and those are found in your nutritional supplements and synthetic meats. Now China controls our food supply. China produces 97% of antibiotics that the U.S. utilizes and 80% of the active pharmaceutical ingredients used in American drugs, giving the Chinese Communist Party absolute control over potentially life-saving medicine. What idiot made this decision? It's comical if, if you don't stop and think about it, and then it gets real fucking scary. Chinese pharmaceutical companies supply 70% of the world's supply of acetaminophen, Tylenol. Um, Beijing threatened to withhold needed pharmaceuticals during the pandemic. Hmm. They control our health care. Like I said, I don't know what idiot made this decision or how many idiots over several years made this decision, but it's a, it's a nightmare. The Chinese government's theft of intellectual property has been an open secret for decades. As discussed on previous episodes of The Storm, U.S. authorities have discovered China is funding American university researchers, and they don't always disclose these contributions. Um, they control our research and development. 
They control Tony Fauci, too. China controls the manufacturing of smartphones and other household items. As I mentioned earlier, they control nearly all of the rare earth mineral production in the world that makes these items work. We're going to discuss this a bit further in just a second. China's seeking to build 5G networks in the United States and other Western countries, which could potentially feed personal information and sensitive data to the Chinese Communist Party. Now they control our communications. China owns controlling interest in Cirrus Wind Energy and Triple H Coal. They control our power supply. The American Security Institute report states that Chinese firms and investors own controlling majority in nearly 2,400 U.S. companies. Good luck trying to find a comprehensive list on that one. Um, The documented worth of their holdings is around $150 billion. Of course, now this is what's recorded. The Chinese employ a number of methods to hide ownership, shell companies, many other nefarious purposes. I can guarantee you whatever, whatever our shady characters over here doing, it's like that on steroids. These companies impact our food supply, our energy supply, our health care, our technology, and our entertainment. They include AMC Entertainment, as I mentioned earlier, Cirrus Wind Energy, Complete Genomics, First International Oil, GE Appliances, IBM PC Division, Legendary Entertainment Group, Motorola Motability, Nextier Automotive, Riot Games, Smithfield Foods, Teledyne Continental Motors. The list is endless. And as I said, they're entrenched into the very fabric of our country. Life-saving medication, communications, power supplies. It's ridiculous. And you can bet they're buying up our subdivisions at a record pace, and they're going to own our housing. And then they're going to lease it back to us at whatever freaking price they want to. Remember, in the globalist world, certainly in China, nobody owns anything. Under the Chinese Communist Party, private companies no longer answer to the board of directors, but to the will of the Chinese Communist Party. China, by their law, requires companies to share data with Chinese Communist spy agencies if requested. Under Xi Jinping, the Communist Party is the ultimate authority in business. The U.S. allows China to buy its companies, but China does not allow the U.S. to operate companies in China the same way as they do over here. As I talked about earlier, China has a virtual monopoly on rare earth minerals. This is a national security nightmare. Our cell phones, our computers, all require parts made from rare earth minerals. Uh, The defense industry would shut down if they didn't have access to these minerals with a steady supply from China. The F-35 fighter needs about 920 pounds of rare earth minerals for each fighter jet. It stupefies the imagination. It's almost... Oh, like Hillary Clinton, giving a percentage of uranium one to the Russians to give them control of part of the uranium supply. I know it's, there's a pattern here, isn't it? Wake up and see it, please. In 2017, the United States produced zero rare earth minerals. China accounted for 80% of the world's supply. Trump called them out on their shenanigans, shady real estate practices, mergers that have been going on for years. Um, pretty sure they knew it was coming. As they closed a lot of big deals in 2016, about $12 billion worth before the big guy 
I'm sorry, that's Joe Biden, before the great MAGA king came to power. Um, China owns about $1.2 trillion in the U.S. debt. I know, you think it's a lot more, don't you? Because we're about $30 trillion in debt. So where is the debt? Well, we owe the rest of that balance to our children and our grandchildren because it's all simply money that we printed, um, except for that $1.2 trillion that China owns. Uh, But that's another episode, too. China now exerts an enormous amount of power and control over the American people. Who makes the decision to let China produce 98% of our antibiotics? If we get into a war with them, don't count on any wounds healing for very long. Uh, Now, China kind of melds in with the disinformation governance board. So let's move into that. I don't know what China's version of it is, but I'm sure they got one. Uh, The Ministry of Truth, the dark descendant of Sheka, the KGB, and the Gestapo. As of May 18th, that was Wednesday last week, uh, it's officially paused. Maybe the head of DHS finally got a look at Mary Poppins and figured out Nina Jankowitz is a stark raving mad liberal engorged with horrendously bad bias, bad judgment, and bad decisions. And for the board to be housed under the Department of Homeland Security. Hmm, boy, you think that raised some eyebrows? Hell, maybe he just figured out that DGB sounds just like KGB. Good thing they didn't call it the Knowledge Governance Board. Anyway, Nina Jankowitz, Mary Poppins, announced, uh, as reported by the Wall Street Journal, that she was stepping down and returning to the public sphere, whatever that means. The Ministry of Truth was in existence for three weeks, and now it's on pause. I can't imagine why they paused a government entity whose role was to tell us all what is or what is not truth. I just can't imagine why they scrapped the Disinformation Governance Board, the DGB, the Ministry of Truth. I can't believe they had the balls to suggest it in the first place. Uh, But I suppose it shouldn't surprise me. Uh, Alejandro Mallorca, uh, Secretary DHS, when asked by Congress or anyone else, could never really define exactly what the mission of the Disinformation Governance Board was. He said he really hadn't had a chance to read up on Nina Jankowitz either, his new executive director. I guess he didn't see the Mary Poppins video. I guess he didn't see what she said about the Steele dossier either. I guess he didn't see what she said about Hunter's laptop either. The White House's answer as to why the board was paused, well, get this. The board was mischaracterized by outside entities. Hmm. I suppose she means Republicans calling it the Ministry of Truth, which is exactly what it was. It's kind of funny, too, that a White House spokesperson said that DHS would continue the work. Uh, The government has no business in deciding what is or is not disinformation, what is or is not truth in the public sphere anyway. Uh, It's bad enough when social media doesn't. Government has no business doing it whatsoever. Information is out there for us all. It is up to the individual to absorb, process, analyze, and then disseminate in any manner in which he, she, or it feels fit. That individual may choose to research information further. That's always a good idea. That's usually what I do. That individual may choose to discuss the information with those on one or even both sides of the issue. Another capital idea. That individual may choose 
to shout the information from the rooftops and be ruled a fool by his contemporaries. Or perhaps a prophet. But it is the individual's responsibility to decide what is or is not truth. It is the individual's responsibility to choose a side on an issue through the process of looking, listen, and absorbing, processing, analyzing information that is available to them. How long would the DGB allow this show to stay on the air? YouTube took my first episode down within five hours. Now you think about that. What is and is not disinformation? What is or is not truth is decided by the individual, not family, not group, not party, not Twitter, not Facebook, not YouTube, and certainly not the government. If you think I'm wrong, you'll figure it out when the jackbooted thugs come marching down the Broadway. Now we know why Biden paused the DGB. We're going to get into something else here. Let's talk about the global pandemic treaty. Basically, Biden wants to cede the sovereignty of this nation to the WHO by amending the international health regulations. Biden loves the WHO. He rejoined them the day after he took office. Uh, this is an organization that's been totally discredited by COVID and the, and the response to COVID. The WHO ran interference for China from the start of COVID. Remember when they said it was most definitely not from human to human transmission? Well, it was. Remember when they said it didn't come from a lab? Well, it did. And when they finally acknowledged it came from a lab and decided to investigate, they appointed a gain-of-function researcher to lead the investigation into the lab. Well, ain't that just a hoot? They praise China as being transparent through all this. I think China still sits at 80,000 deaths, as they did for the whole year. Our death count was going up. But they're transparent. This beast, the global pandemic treaty, was supposed to be adopted by the WHO last weekend. I hope it wasn't. Now, now, now rest easy. It's got to be ratified by the Senate here in the United States uh, before anything goes into effect. And that's a big pill, uh, so we'll see. It's, it's not in play just yet, so, uh, but let's keep our eye on it for sure. Uh, what do you hear what's in this dog of a treaty? Uh, the WHO Secretariat will play the leading role in all operational aspects of an emergency response to a pandemic globally. These people will drag us into global governance over this pandemic, which will never end until we speak up and stand up and realize the end goal of the Biden administration, liberals and globalists everywhere is the new world order, the great reset, or as they're calling it now to soften the blow and downplay the loss of our sovereignty and our freedom, the new normal. Isn't that nice? The who will define a pandemic and how long it lasts. The who will have authority in the U S during a public health emergency. It's a total crock. Now, the IHR, uh, that's the International Health Regulations, originally stated that the WHO must consult with and attempt to obtain consent or permission 
from the state party in whose territory the event is allegedly occurring in. That's the old verbiage. That's out. They don't have to consult with anybody now. That provision is gone. The who didn't take it out. Our government took it out. Joe Biden took it out. These guys are going to shove the new world order and the great reset and the green new deal right down our throats. And I don't know about you, but I'm full right about up to here. Uh, The new treaty's mission is a whole of government or a whole of society approach to pandemic preparedness. Well, I say screw that. I'm tired of this altruistic group speak. It's ridiculous. With this treaty, the WHO will have operational control over public health issues in this country. Why? Because member nations must enforce the WHO's orders according to the treaty. So Biden will send out the law if you choose not to do what Tedros tells you to. And Tedros is a maniacal Marxist-Leninist who got his job from Xi Jinping. He's great friends with the guy who ran Zimbabwe into the ground and killed thousands. Uh, His name is Robert Muambi. This guy's a piece of work. He's a racist. He's a murderer. And Tedros appointed him as an international goodwill ambassador for public health. Ain't that special? Fauci and Tedros are good buddies, too. Fauci wants more power. He'll get it from Tedros. They're both inept murderers. Here's where the pause in the DGB comes in and why they don't give a shit about it. Um, There's a little clause in the global pandemic treaty. It goes something like this. There must be national and global coordinated actions to address the misinformation, disinformation, and stigmatization that undermine public health. Now they're going to censor us globally in the name of public health. The WHO secretariat is to build capacity to deploy proactive countermeasures against misinformation and social media attacks. The WHO will control our media. Of course, Tedros, Fauci, maybe even Muambi will determine what is and is not misinformation. What is and is not truth. And they'll tell you what you need to think. It gets worse. Develop standards for producing a digital version of the International Certificate of Vaccine or Prophylaxis. This will be a new normal in healthcare, safer and better prepared. Hmm. The WHO will now control our travel. The WHO will control how you travel, when you travel, and what you travel on. The WHO, under this treaty, will assume total control over vaccine manufacturing. Truly, global end-to-end platform for vaccines, diagnostics, therapeutics, and essential supplies. Now, this is important. Shifting from a model where innovation is left to the market to a global model aimed at delivering global public goods. The global public goods the WHO sees fit. The WHO will have centralized control with vaccines distributed not based on need, but based on equity. There's that word again. I can't stand it. This is critically important for global health, both as a principle and an outcome. I don't want the WHO in charge of anything in this country. They've proven they're worthless 
throughout the entire COVID pandemic. All they could do was count and run interference for China. November cannot come soon enough. Um, by the way, the WEF, that's the World Economic Forum, they just met last week in Davos, too, for their annual meeting. That's the other global body that will be running this country along with the WHO if we are not careful and we don't stand up, shout out, and do something about this. Like I said, November can't come soon enough. Be careful who you vote for. Choose your candidates wisely. Globalists are taking over this country, and their end game is to undermine our sovereignty and divvy up our wealth, at least what's wealth, what's left of it, and take away our liberty, enslave our workforce even more than they already are. Make no mistake, that's what this is about. That's what this has been about since April of 2020. Uh, that's when they figured out how much co- control they could exert over all of us in the name of public health. Sorry, I've been talking for a while. The old throat gets a little dry. Let me tell you something. This pandemic, the one we've been in for two years plus, it's never going to end if we don't do something about it. Um, And you can sit there and say, well, this, uh, this treaty is only in case of emergency. It's only during a pandemic. Um, It's for our own good. Well, let me tell you something. This pandemic, like I said before, is never going to end. If the WHO or anyone else ever gets control over this nation, they will never give it up. That's the whole point of the policies Joe Biden and his globalist pals have been implementing since he was elected. Never-ending control. You don't believe me? Well, you better. Biden and liberals are doing their very best to cement their power as well. Um, Have you seen the domestic terrorism bill? It's a doozy. They're floating this bill because, in their words, white supremacy is out of control. Yeah, I saw all those white supremacists burning shit down in the summer of 2020. Oh, no. That was BLM. That was Antifa. Uh, And I haven't seen any of them arrested as domestic terrorists while our cities were lit afire. So the DHS and DOJ are going to investigate domestic terrorism. Guys and gals, this rag of a bill is a prelude to a police State, make no mistake about it. Any opinion contrary to the narrative of the state is going to be labeled disinformation and any protest against a state initiative will be considered sedition and therefore domestic terrorism. This is much worse than the Patriot Act. It's directed at our citizens. Um, They're going to go after hate speech too with this bill. Um, I don't know who determines what hate speech is. We already know that liberals pretty much consider a difference of opinion hate speech. Hurt feelings are unacceptable to liberals. Now get this. This bill will allow the DOJ and DHS to monitor or patrol domestic political activity. To monitor 
or patrol domestic political activity. What the fuck does that mean? This is not a bill you want to see passed into law, let me assure you. Believe me, please. You better hope it gets struck down. This is pure politics. It's like the Nazi party trying to pass laws in the halls of Congress in the United States of America. So, let's take a look at this beacon of liberty and freedom of expression that liberals pretend to be. Elon Musk is exposing Twitter for the travesty of free speech that they are just by doing his due diligence. A new report demonstrated that about half of Biden's followers on his platform on the platform were fake uh, bots. Some 20 to 25%, I think they've narrowed it down to 25% now, of the total users on Twitter are bots. Um, Musk just wants to make sure he's buying a company that has as many members as they say it does. He's already floated the idea. He's already floated a biscuit that said it's probably worth $11 billion less than what he offered for it. About 25% of the total nut. Um, So now Musk is under fire. He's trying to buy... uh, the ultimate weapon of liberals, Twitter, um, and and he's coming under fire now. The SEC is now investigating him uh, under some bullshit that he didn't disclose his purchase of Twitter stock in a timely fashion or some shit like that. It's been all over the media. The whole thing's been public. So I don't know what the SEC's been paying attention to. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is now opening a special investigation into account involving a Tesla vehicle earlier this month. Ain't that some shit? You see, Musk is buying a weapon that liberals have utilized to do everything up to and including manipulating a national presidential election through censorship, and they are terrified of losing control of that weapon. Progressives, the people supposedly inclusive of all, are mocking Elon Musk because supposedly there's a rumor floating around out there that he's got uh, uh, Eisenberg sy- or Asperger syndrome. Libs are scared to death over losing control of Twitter, and Musk is exposing them for the rag of censorship against conservatives that they are. Huge amount of fake accounts, huge liberal bias, censorship of conservative ideology on a grand scale to the degree as I said, of influencing a national presidential election. They squashed the Hunter Biden laptop story like a bug, and they squashed anybody who tried to talk about it on the platform. And it was true. Liberals hate truth and anyone who dares speak it. They don't like what you're saying. They'll cancel your ass. It's pathetic. Musk tweeted on Wednesday... In the past, I have voted Democrat because they were mostly the kindness party, but they have also become the party of division and hate, so I can no longer support them and will vote Republican. Now watch their dirty tricks campaign against me unfold. I guess we shall see, see, Mr. Musk. It seems to me the dirty tricks are already coming out of the bag. Uh, That's going to do it for the show tonight. Uh, I sure hope you enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed getting it ready and putting it on for you. Boy, it has been a busy couple of weeks, three weeks here at the house. It's been a busy couple of months at work. And let me tell you something, with the supply chain issues and the labor issues, it's getting more difficult and more difficult to get through the day. 
But again, that's a story for another week. I sure did enjoy putting the show together and getting it out there for you. Thank you so much for inviting me along on your morning jog or on your morning commute or your evening commute or on your back porch for a bourbon and a stogie. Please be sure to follow us on, um, on Rumble. Follow us on Spotify or listen to us on Spotify. Anyway, we're available on video on Spotify now. Uh, um, just search Chris Lingle on either one of those platforms and um, the storm will pop right up for you. Uh, please give us a like. Give us a rumble. Give us a comment or three. Um, leave a comment, please. Most importantly, share the link on your page if you feel like it. Share the storm with your friends and tell them all. Get their life jackets on and steer into the storm. Until next time, my friends, stay vigilant, stay vocal. And at this point, I'd keep your powder dry too. I'll see you next time in the storm.